Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 219 of the Keep Moving Forward podcast with me, your host, Anthony DiDomenico, coming to you live every Monday night, live on Facebook, live on Instagram. But as always, the podcast is available at anchor.fm slash KMF podcast. Podcast is also available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Amazon, much more. Also, very, uh, uh, I was going to say very important, but I was going to say very available. I said, I mess it up all the time. It's available on iTunes, and it's very important when you're on iTunes to five-star rate and review. I love reading those reviews. I love sharing them on social media and bragging about the best podcast listeners out there. That's you guys. So while you're on iTunes, five-star rate and review. Patreon will have a new episode this month, being we are in a new month here. Patreon.com slash KMF podcast for all the new bonus episodes, as well as the backlog of all the other ones. Patreon.com slash KMF podcast. Built Bars releasing new flavors. If you're a fan of chocolate and marshmallow, this is the time to get Built Bars. Releasing new puff flavors like crazy. Go over to BuiltBar.com. Use code WWBROPODCAST. Save yourself at least 10% off your order. And while you're in the ordering mood, Sail Away Coffee, the best nitro brew out there. I'm not just saying that because it's a Long Island company. I, I really do love this coffee. It's really, really, really good. I, I, I can't stress it enough. They, they ship all over the country. So even if you're not a Long Island, you can get this delivered to you. Go to SailAwayCoffee.com. Use code WWBRO10. Save 10% off your order as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the link for John Ziegler's GoFundMe is still live. You guys know my buddy John Ziegler uh, battling cancer, so this money goes to help that fight as well as, you know, keep him afloat during this time. Um, not an easy time for him, but he's fighting. He's doing well. Check it out. And also, um, he'll be recording his comedy special, his first comedy special at Governor's Comedy Club, Saturday, May 21st, 7 p.m. You can get your tickets at govs.com. Definitely check it out. It's going to be a really fun show. The name of the album, Getting My Affairs in Order, which I is... If you're a comic, it's absolutely hilarious. Some people are like, oh, why would he name it that? Because it's it's funny. Just go with it. So John Ziegler, Saturday, May 21st, 7 p.m. at Governor's Comedy Club. You can get your tickets at govs.com. Definitely go and check that out. We didn't really get a chance to talk about it last week. I had Poro on. We did the show on a Sunday because I had a comedy show on Monday, which actually was a fundraiser for John Ziegler. It was a blast. You know, uh, I don't perform as much as I, I want to these days, and um, or I think I should maybe, but, you know, it, it's it's always good to get on stage uh, or in front of some people, tell some jokes. This was a, this was a great show. Had a, had a blast. Uh, it was, the people there were great. The audience was, was amazing. I like the venue, BK Sweeney's and Beth Page. And I hope they do more because it really was a, a fun show, and... It was the week of my comedy anniversary. If uh, you follow me on Instagram over at Comic Anthony D, uh, which also the link tree, I didn't mention it, the link tree for John Ziegler's GoFundMe is there as well at Comic Anthony D. I, you know, it was 12 years that I started doing stand up comedy, um, which is, I, I still can't believe it's been 12 years since that day. It really was a day that um, my life went in two different directions. I started stand up. 
Uh, but my fiance at the time, she had her own plans after the show. It did not involve me, so to speak. And when I found out, that's when we broke up. And, you know, it's, it's crazy how things like that happen. You know, at your lowest point, or you think is your lowest point, there's something else that's great on the horizon. And for me, that was stand-up comedy. It is stand-up comedy. Because if I didn't have that at that time, I, I would have been a mess. You know, I, it was, comedy allowed me to immerse myself into something, you know, that was different. And to take that hurt and that pain that I was feeling and turn it into laughs and just get over it and see that I didn't need that person anymore. I had something bigger and better, which was the stage and which will always be um, my love. I love, you know, this uh, podcasting, radio, being behind a microphone is where I'm most comfortable and where I like to be. And, you know, the stand up part of it started 12 years ago. And I think about that time, how crazy it is, you know. That I, how fast it went, but like people I've gotten to work with, you know, Sebastian Maniscalco just did a bunch of shows here at Madison Square Garden, UBS, uh, with the Islanders play. And my favorite thing is, you know, people, they don't know that I really do comedy or, you know, don't know the, I'm not gonna say magnitude of it because I'm not famous or anything, but like who I got to work with, I got to open for Sebastian twice, which is, you know, my <laughs> feeble career is, is a big, big thing. He's one of the biggest comics in the world, and I got a chance to share a stage with him. And he's one of the nicest guys I ever met. We had a great conversation, had some laughs, and, you know, I, I, I love to see that how big he's gotten, selling out Madison Square Garden and arenas all over the country. And, yeah, and, you know, for, for two separate times, I, I got to, you know, separate occasions I got to open for him. It actually would have been a third, um, but it was WrestleMania weekend in uh, 2014, and I chose WrestleMania over opening for Sebastian Maniscalco. So this just shows you where my head is when it comes to my career. It's, it's not really sometimes in the best place. But I already had, everything was already set for it. I ordered food, whatever. <clears throat> that would have been the show that um, he wanted to be like, hey, you want to be an opener forever? And change your life but it didn't happen but I, I, have, I have some great stories you know people I work with um, one of my favorite people that I got to open for was Dave Coulier from uh, Full House played Joey also known as the uh, the inspiration for You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette and uh, he was awesome he's a big hockey fan just like me and we, we talked hockey and comedy for, for two nights and He's nothing like that char- that character on Full House, which uh, was cool to see. And I heard some great stories about the early days in L.A. at the comedy store. And I just think about the friends that I've made and the people I've met over the last 12 years doing comedy would not have happened. It, it, it really was. It's, it really has been a great ride and something that I don't regret. You know, sometimes things don't go your way and things didn't work out the way you want it to work out. That's life. But, you know, for... for for a good amount of time, I, 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 I put what I had into it, and um, I don't regret it. I, it led me to this place, and it was the basis, I think, of something for what I want to do in the future. Uh, and I, won't, I wouldn't be able to do that unless I had the training and, and you know, getting the, the stage chop, so to speak, to be in front of a crowd. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not done with comedy. 
uh, you know, might be done with me, but the shows don't, you know, they're not as frequent as they used to be. And that's okay. Uh, I've cut some things out that I don't want to be a part of for my own, you know, mental health. And that's fine. And I'm okay with it. And like, you know, the name of the show and one of the reasons why I named the show, the show this, we just keep moving forward. And uh, so, yeah, I didn't really get a chance to talk about that last week because I did the show on, on, on Sunday instead of Monday. So I also didn't get a chance to talk about uh, what happened at the Oscars involving a comedian, Chris Rock and, and Will Smith. Uh, I thought it was a joke when I first saw it, to be honest. I, I didn't know what I was looking at. I mean, people were posting about it on, on Instagram and Facebook. And I wasn't watching the Oscars. I was watching something else. Uh, so I didn't really know what people were talking about. And then I saw it, and I was like, oh, that's not good. And here, here's the thing. It, you know, I don't uh, – Jim Carrey, I think, put it the best that, you know, he was disgusted by it, and so was I. Because as somebody who gets on a stage and talks, I don't think you should ever be assaulted over any words. From a stage, you're on a stage. Listen, it's it's a joke. It, maybe it, it wasn't a good joke, but you know, I've I've watched the Oscars for years. Everybody, every comedian on that stage makes fun of the people in the audience. How is Don Rickles never got hit? Because people knew it was a joke. And uh, I thought Chris Rock handled like a pro. I, I, you know, if there was a perfect way to handle it, that's it. Uh, but I'm, I'm dying to know what he was thinking because he stopped himself from saying something. You know, I remember he was like, oh, I could say, oh, I'm gonna, and he stopped. Because, you know, as vicious as it is to get slapped in the face by somebody, a comedian on stage handling a heckler is, is more vicious with their words. And that's what I wanted to hear. That's what I, I was. And good for you, Chris Rock, for taking the high road and being a better man in that situation because I wouldn't have been and I haven't been. I don't go at the audience when I'm on stage. I, I don't. But if somebody heckles, that's it. I, I go right back at them. And I say bad and mean things and things that aren't correct and whatever. But. And the thing that got me was like when it happened, when, when he told the joke. Will Smith was laughing, and then his wife looked at him. And it kind of gave you an idea what he's going through. Look, I'm not, I'm not going to defend Will Smith, because I, he, what he did was absolutely disgusting and deplorable. And I, I think he should have been escorted out. I don't think he should have been uh, given the Oscar that night, even though he really was good in that movie. I, I watched, uh, you know, when he was uh, nominated for that movie with, uh, you know, Venus and Serena Williams. He played Richard Williams. He was great in that in that role. Um, but there has to be consequences to actions. But I think you know who to blame for this is his wife. I mean, for the, for years now, she's been disrespecting him and making you know and beating him down. Even in public, it happens. They had that 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 red round table talk, whatever it is, talking about cheating on him, sleeping with other people. I mean, that marriage is dysfunctional. I never seen people that want to be famous so much besides the Kardashians. I, I put everything out there. I, I've been cheated on. 
I don't want to go talk about it on television with my ex. <laughs> Enough people know about it already. I just said it on here, but I mean, it's knowledge, it's common knowledge. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I would not want to talk about like a. And I guess that's the toxic situation he's in. That you see that he says a joke. Chris Rock said a joke. Will Smith was laughing, and then his wife gave him the eye. And he got up and he slapped him. He feels he has to defend himself. Maybe because his wife, you know, every chance she gets says how in love she still is with Tupac Shakur. And the daughter's writing letters saying, my mommy misses you. and I love you and all that stuff. I don't know. I don't know their marriage, what they put out on television. And from what it is on television, toxic situation. You got to get out of it. He should just leave. I mean, I know for me, overall, getting out of past toxic situations are best and not letting new ones start. It's one of the reasons why I don't perform as much as I do. It's one of the reasons why I cut people off as fast as I do. Because when somebody is not coming into your life with good intent and wanting to be there for the right reasons, then it's, it's not worth it. I had somebody recently tell me who I cut out was that I was being mean and that I put my feelings ahead of theirs and they weren't okay with that. Well, goddamn, absolutely. Yeah, my feelings will go ahead of anybody else's and that's not being selfish. You should put your feelings first. How you feel is very important. Nobody can really accept you you know, you're a full you unless you're putting everything out there and, and putting yourself first and taking care of yourself. You know, that's, that's that common saying, you know, no one's going to love you until you love yourself. So if somebody wants to be a priority in your life, but they want your feelings to be second and how you feel second, and they're the most important thing, I think, uh, I think you got to get rid of that person. I don't think that person deserves to be in your life and enjoy um, the things that you bring to it. So, I, I, you know, if I was Will Smith, I would uh, maybe think about that. I'm glad I don't have to deal with it. I'm glad I don't have a Jada at home. I've had my share. So, he, he, my friend Jacob will always get me to laugh here. He says, stop giving my wife good advice. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, and I've had things happen to me while I was on stage. The worst thing I ever had on stage uh, was somebody threw ice at me, which is kind of uh, was a weird experience. I'm standing there telling a joke. And the next thing I and I kind of see something out of the side of my eye go by. And you're like, what was that? And then it happened again. And then all of a sudden, I just see him chucking ice at me. So I said to the guy, I'm like, are you throwing ice at me? Like, what are you doing? And he's like, yeah, I didn't like that last joke. I'm like, so you throw ice? And I'm sure they would have gotten him out sooner, but the the owner of the club, it was a club down at the Jersey Shore, BYOB, and I'm sure he was in the back in chef pants, striped chef pants, microwaving a plate of galamad to bring out to somebody. But he got him out of there eventually. That was for Ryan Moore. That, that that last part. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, it, it ha- it's crazy. I mean, I couldn't think about it. if somebody came up on stage and just slapped me in the face for saying a joke. I don't know what I would have done. One, I would have cried. Or two, I would have taken a stool or something and hit him with it. Uh, I don't know. I, ho- I like to think of hopefully the latter. That it wouldn't be a baby. Um, other than that, the week was good. WrestleMania was this weekend. I'm a big wrestling fan, so that's like my Super Bowls, the, you know, what I call it, what I live for in a way. Uh, I love pro wrestling, and uh, WrestleMania is that thing that, you know, you're a kid watching it again, and I enjoyed it. I watched it from the Cigar Lounge on my iPad both nights and uh, enjoyed myself. And I kind of like now that they split it up into two nights. Makes like a whole weekend thing. But uh, weekend was good. I went to my nephew's games for the first time in a while. I know if you you know if you've seen that before. I I used to go a lot. Um, the truth is, I, I stayed away because of the walking and the physical toll it, it would take on my body, um, and not being comfortable in my own skin, feeling embarrassed, and because of the weight gain, and uh, I, I I hate that. It, it makes it tears me up inside. It really does because. That was one of my biggest non-scale victories and one of the things that I had, you know, uh, celebrated the most out of losing weight was being able to be a part of things and, and not missing out. And, you know, that's one of the worst things that has happened over the this last year and a half, I guess, in the, in the weight gain is missing out again on things and not being a part of things. And it sucks. Absolutely sucks. You know, I hate it. It makes me feel bad because I don't want the the kids to think I don't want to be there because it's not the case. I want to be there more than anything. But, you know, I didn't want to put myself in an embarrassing situation. I didn't want to feel embarrassed. I didn't want to feel uncomfortable. And physically, you know, I there was a point before I started eating a little better that it was hard. And here, and it's, it, I, and it makes me so angry and mad because I got past that and I was a lot more active. And I realized that, you know, I have to be again. You know, I guys, I want to be that uncle that is there for these kids, that, you know, is there for them and that I, I they look over on the sidelines and I'm there. I mean, you know, sometimes I think, you know, they don't care, you know, because they're they're kids. Um... But I just want to know, I, I don't want them to think it's them that I don't want to be there for their games because it's not. I want to be there more than anything, believe me, and it hurts that I'm not there. It makes me feel bad. It makes me cranky and angry. And uh, <laughs> I have to fix it. And I'm, I'm working on it. I have to get more active. There's a few things I have to do uh, that I noticed. I had a gain this week, 1.6 pounds. I'm not worried about it. The, the, the scale was weird. Bodies are weird. Midweek, I was down a couple of pounds, and then Friday morning, I was up like over five pounds, and then 1.6 today when I stepped in the scale. Uh, but I, I know what it, I, I, about midweek, my water intake dropped a crazy amount. I just wasn't getting the water in, um, which I don't know why, because I've been doing such a good job with that, but my coffee was just lasting. I was just drinking my coffee most of the, you know, the afternoon and then I wasn't getting enough water in and I was drinking coffee at night and I got to get more sleep. I, I know this and I have to be more active. It just plays into that. 
because, you know, I missed a season, basically, of these kids playing games. They're not going to do this forever. It's a certain point they're going to be done. I was done at 13. So, I mean, these kids, I think they're going to play into col- into high school, maybe college, just because how, you know, into this they are. But they're not kids forever, and, and that's what I'm missing out on. And I, I, I hate it, I and I have to fix that. So getting more active will definitely be on the list as well. Starting to go for some walks and just starting slow. It's frustrating, like with anything else, when, when you've done something and had so much success at it. Like I was at the point where I was working out four or five days a week in the gym, lifting weights, walking at the, at the preserve uh, three to five miles. I, w- I was doing that. And I, I built up to it, yes, because I remember the first time I ever went to that thing, you know, walking up that hill was excruciating. But I built up to where it was an every Saturday thing, rain or shine, cold weather, warm weather, whatever, I was there. And how I started that was literally just walks around the block. You know, they always say that, just walk around the block. And you hear it and you're like, ah, ah, what? You think it's like patronizing, but it's not. It's literally how you start building things up. You take a walk around the block. And then at a certain point, you go for a second lap, and then a third, and a fourth. And before you know it, you're walking better than you ever thought you could. Um, Lauren, my friend Lauren says, walk with me. I need a partner. Keith is broken. I said, I, um, I'll have trouble keeping up with broken Keith at this point. <laughs> uh, I walk very slow. Even when I lost... 217 pounds. I was still slow. That's one thing that never changed. I was slow. I, I never got speed from losing weight. That never, I just, I was still slow. I could get around better. I, that all work, but I was still slow. I remember I had, I had a girlfriend at the time um, in the middle of losing all this weight. You know, when I would walk every Saturday and I would, she like speed walked. Like, it was like, we were always like, I was always like 50 steps ahead of me. And it reminded me like when we used to go like places, my mom was always, you know, walking slower. And um, I know, you know, that's what it was like. I, I knew my mom's pain. People walking, like speed walking. And she was like, I'm not waiting for you. That's what, that's what my ex told me. I guess another reason why she's my ex. Because um, it's ex-girlfriend night, we're talking about the exes. But, you know, it was, uh, it's a fixable thing. And it's true. I just need to get out there and walk. And just do it. And we always, we come up with a lot of excuses. There's time in the day. There's time to do anything. And when I, how I really started walking in, this is, this is to show you how bad I was before all this. I, I'm a little better than this now. Um, but. I would just take these quick walks around the shop at work. I would just get up a few times a day and just walk around the shop. And I think I'm going to start doing that again. Just get up, walk around, come back. Where, you know, you don't think it's, it's you know, you don't think it's anything, but it's something. It's getting the blood flowing. It's getting, you're moving again. And believe me, that's going to make a big difference when I, start, when I really start getting back into the routine again. And get back in the gym and start lifting some weights. Because that makes me feel good. And, you know, like I said, I don't want to miss out on things. I mean, 
it, it killed me this season. It really did. It really, um, I and I was really defensive about it because I, I felt so bad. Um, and I, I didn't miss a game. The only time I missed a game is when I was away doing a show. And I had the one show that well, weekend. It was always the playoffs or something like that. Very rarely I missed a game. And uh, I want to get back to, to that where I'm not worried about anything. And even with regular life. Like, I never, I, I thought I stopped that. And it was such a big relief and stress off me. And here it is again. And I got, you know, and it's just human nature to, to sit and look and to, to dwell and to get pissed about it. But I had to remind myself, okay, well, you didn't get back to the beginning. So it's not all loss. It's not all like, you know, you didn't throw it all away. You threw a good part of it away. You, you messed up. Well, let's just, you know, pick up your boot, you know, tie your bootstraps a little tighter and, and get out there and work. And being back on WW this time, it really is great. I, I, I love it. And I wish I never left. But maybe I had to, to, to get really back into it again. Um, it really is, to me, an amazing program. And it allows me the flexibility to do things and, and to be in this. And being back in the workshops is great. Me and Nick found our home. He's doing he's doing awesome. Proud of him. And you know, it's I'm getting that routine back that I had. I and I like it. I just have to get, you know keep that mindset that you know I, I this is not 2019 20 where I was at my lowest where I was you know at my peak. This is now 20. 22, we're dealing with a, a huge weight gain. You're still down a considerable amount from your starting weight, but things have changed and you got to change that with it. And working on that and getting this all, you know, back together again and, and just pushing, pushing it. It's a challenge. But it's worth again. Like I said, I've said it's so worth it. I'd rather be in this fighting than not fighting. Because when you're not fighting, you know it's you feel lost, and I don't want to feel lost anymore. Uh, I've had that feeling. It's not good. Uh, you know, not fun. It's not funny. And uh, just just happy to be back. I really am. You know. I'm approaching it differently than I did before. You know, I was so, I was so like into that program that I, I just focused everything out of it. And here I'm allowing myself to enjoy certain things and to, to just change my overall lifestyle. Like I did. And I, I, it really has to become that it really has to be a lifestyle change and, and that, that you're, going for. It's not just a diet. It's not a program. It's not something you're doing for a couple of days or a week. This is something that you have to change everything in your life with. And it has to become the new way of things. Like, you know, we've heard for years, the new normal. Well, this is my new normal. This is, you know, getting back to my routine and, you know, maybe one day I'll be as good. I'll, I'll be that crazy person. I was in, in 2019 and 20 right now. I'm just somebody, you know, just, 
pushing and fighting and, and to, to, to stay here and, and to get this. And I had a great first month. It was an awesome first month. I lost, uh, you know, 13 point something pounds my first month. And it's something to build on. And now we're in a little bit of deficit. We had a gain this week. That's okay. Got four more weeks, you know, four more weigh-ins to, to change it. And I'm not going to beat myself up about it. Because it's back to work. You weigh in, it's back to work. And here's the thing if about anybody about a weight loss journey. There's going to be gains. There's going to be uh, times you stay the same. There's going to be plateaus. But just stay consistent, work, and push. And the outcome in the end will be in your favor. That's definitely one thing that I learned uh, with this whole thing. So with that being said, we're going to have a good week this week. And see a negative on that scale. A a loss, I mean. It'll be positive to lose. I'm not going to try to explain it. All right, everybody. I want to thank you for joining me here on Instagram Live and Facebook Live for episode 219 of the Keep Moving Forward podcast. As always, we're played in and out by Hollow and their single, Something to Believe. My best friend Nick wrote this song. It's available on iTunes. And while you're there, check out his new band, Demon Scar. They're dropping new music like crazy. Also have a live album out, Live at Beery's. Demon Scar, Live at Beery's. Check it out, demonscar.bandcamp.com. Only one place to go for your deli needs. That's Finn's Deli, 4646 Merrick Road in Massapequa. Tell my brother Mike you heard the plug in the show. Get yourself an Uncle Cheese, the best sandwich out there. Not just because it's named after me. It really is that good. Check it out. Finsdeli.com. Once again, thank you to everybody who joined us on Instagram and Facebook Live and everybody listening at home on your podcast listening devices. This has been episode 219. Have a good week. I'll talk to you later.